That was that was pretty hard. That was only 10 seconds, but did you pick that for me? I love that. Yep. Thank you. Shout out to Blanco. I love that song because she's talking about getting high in the moonlight. Hey. Like story of my life. Roll up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first and foremost, it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ. We right here in the heart of Silicon Valley, right here in downtown San Jose, right off Sofa District. You know what I'm saying? And we're accompanied by a very special guest, a San Jose native. Um, this individual is event producer, uh, creative, um, a, a community member in the city of San Jose. And, uh, you know, we're accompanied by Haley Carterman. Yes. Did I pronounce it right? Yes. Okay. Thank Just want to make, I was like, make sure you don't mispronounce this when you do the podcast. Yes. All right, cool. Thank you for being Thank here you. today. How Thanks you feeling? Thanks for having me. Good. It's Friday. It's Friday, and that's always the best day of the week for me because that means the weekend's coming and I can live my best human experience on the weekend. That part. Monday through Fridays be killing us. They really do. I hear that. Capitalism. Oh, we, we start strong. <laughs> All right. We, uh, so, <laughs> sorry, I was just laughing about that. Um, are, you're going camping this weekend. I am going so camping. So, you're going to get time weekend. to get away. It's going to be my first camping trip of the season and doing beach camping, which I've never done before. And I'm just ready to just like get out. Like, I need this so bad. So, this is a perfect time for me to get educated a little bit about beach camping. So, you're saying. This is five hours north, yep. right? Is this like you going through Sacramento direction or are you like No, so it's going to be right California? off of the coast um, up north of Fort Bragg. And yeah. some people might know Fort Bragg for the Sandglass Beach that's there, but it's mm. it's more north of there. It's like rogue beach camping. Uh, you get to drive on the beach, like the whole thing. So it's going to be my first time beach camping, but I normally like to go camping like in the forest, which would be like more along the valley, like yeah. the five and then like all of the national forests along there. Mm. But um, yeah. Aren't you like scared of like bears or some shit? No, I'm not scared of bears. <laughs> You're no. not scared of bears? No, I'm not scared of nature. Okay. You know, we That's go, bad. I respect them and I hope that they'll respect me. And yeah. I also have a dog, so I feel very safe yeah. with her so yeah yeah at least like a warning you know yeah she's she's a vicious 80 pound yeah german shepherd ready she's ready to so what me. what type of like are the approaches similar from a beach camping to the forest camping yeah i think so i mean you just have to be prepared to drive on sand which is the most different part so mm. you like deflate your tires so oh. like you can move easier in yeah. the sand um so that'll be a new experience for me but Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I bring all the same stuff. Yeah. So I like to like cook all the food over a campfire. Mm -hmm. um, That's sick. Yeah. But it's probably going to be really windy, which is, mm. might be a little bit different when you go camping in the forest. You yeah. have like the trees to protect you. But um, I'm looking forward to this experience. No, it sounds fun. I mean, I've only seen it on TikTok. Like when they're cooking on the fire and shit, they do it all. It's like an ASMR. They're like, oh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it looks like something I would want to do, but like. I don't know if I'd stay long enough to see the animals, you know? I don't TikTok, but... Yeah, me neither. I like that ASMR real life stuff. Yeah. I really like to go camping because you're just, like, so removed from everything. You don't have phone service. Yeah. Like, I use... I like to use my camera yeah. when I go out there. And, of course, like, I use my phone as my camera, but I like yeah. to just kind of be, like, analog and human. Yeah. Most human as possible. You're cooking over a fire... You're not listen. I don't listen to music when I go camping. Mm. You shit in a hole in the ground, mm. like yeah. all that good stuff. You wash your ass in a creek. Like, <laughs> I love it. Dig a hole. <laughs> Cover it up. 
you like let people know like hey i shat right here so my rule for when you go take a shit when you go camping you dig a hole you bring a little shovel you don't put your toilet paper or anything you save that stuff for your garbage can and then you cover it you dig it and then you put an x on top of it with like some sticks or something just just to let others know so if others are walking around and they see a clear x like you see an X in the forest, yeah. there might be shit underneath it, so don't step That's on it. That's hella funny. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> you know, my naive self would think, like, X marks the spot. That it's means, golden like, gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's hella funny. Okay, well, now for the folks listening, like, if you're going on beach camping or forest camp, you see an X. That is not gold, my friends. That it might be something else. Okay, well, that's good. That's educational for me. I'm learning right now. Um, my, my experience with camping one time is I went with my girlfriend, her friends, and they went to, like, sacramento area that direction i'm totally geographically confused like i just don't know where shit's at but we went for like four days and that was my first time ever going camping but i totally agree with like like just getting away though like not having phone service yeah actually hearing yourself think and like i just love the quietness and the peace of like seeing nature you know i might not look like it because i'm a city dude but it's like i actually do like to get away and be in quiet environments because like sometimes you need that to like reset you absolutely need that i feel like silence is the most restorative activity for me of being in nature and then also being silent like when i'm super stressed i'm just always like i need a weekend of silence don't talk to me i'm not talking to no (laughs) one i'm only just talking to my dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. so is that like your your approach whenever you're stressed all the time you're just like i'm just gonna shut off yeah shut shit off yeah um on the weekends i don't really use my phone as much you know just because all week i spend the whole entire week like looking at a screen on my computer on Mm. my phone so when the weekend comes it's just like i like to just shut out all of the the noise and the brain activity you know so my like most favorite thing to do that's like easy and accessible is to go to the beach and i like to wake up super early on a saturday morning like 6 30 in the morning and then head to santa cruz and go get a coffee read a book in a cafe for half an hour while my dog rests in the car yeah. enjoy my latte yeah. and then i head to the beach and maybe do beach yoga roll around in the sand go for a long walk on the beach um, and then by the time i come home it's like i still have time to you know clean my house and go grocery shopping and just like just that simple shit like really is recharging for me and i feel like i don't get to do it enough yeah no i think that's uh adulting you know for some people i think um for you it's it it shows like what your interests are and like what what you know what makes you 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 know what i'm saying some people might go out some people might want to go out with their friends and like go to a concert or something or some people might go to a park and play with their dog which i'm pretty sure you do too right Um, i like to do all those things too but i i feel like socializing sometimes can be recharging but i would say most of the time it's depleting for me Mm. you know because everything has an energy tax like Mm. like if i spent all week at my job like I talk to people every single day mm-hmm. a lot. I'm interacting with people. So that's energy that I'm giving away. And then, you know, if I was to do that for a week and then spend a weekend going out, drinking and being around folks, like when Monday rolls around, I feel dead and like like I didn't really have a weekend. So I've been trying to be a lot more intentional and 
have those strong boundaries where it's like, no, like if I'm going to go out on the weekend and go party, like I need to at least have one day where I'm doing something outside, spending time with my dog, having silence, eating something good, mm-hmm. you know. And I also feel like there, I find creativity in doing those simple things where like if I wake up in the morning and I don't have a plan, that's my favorite thing is to not have a plan yeah. and just to wake up and be like, do whatever comes, yeah. whatever comes my way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I go to Santa Cruz, like I don't plan like where I'm going to go. I just go. Yeah. And then, so there's like a little bit of creativity in that presentness of like, yeah. you know, what do I feel like doing right now? I'm by myself. I have mm-hmm. all the freedom in the world to make any choice. Yeah. And that is like super liberating yeah. and fun for me. Yeah. Being spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm both weirdly like Monday through Friday, like, I feel like I write a regular to-do list, kind of like my thoughts, and I write notes. And then, like, on the weekend, or not even weekend, just, like, when I want to do something and I'm, like, want to go somewhere, there's times where it's, like, I got to know where I'm going to be at. I yeah. will go to this spot or that spot. And there's times where I'm, like, I'm just down to do whatever. Right. It's, you know a, what I mean? it's a balance. Yeah. And also, I'll take it back. It's not completely depleting to be around folks, but I think it's, like, the right folks you know and and it's like for me like if i have like a really like deep conversation with a close friend of mine that like really understands me and we have like a beautiful and energetic conversation like that type of energy recharges me but like i feel like more often than not i find myself being around folks that that make me exhausted. <laughs> no, but you said it best though. I like how you said that as an energy tax. Like there it's is. money you don't want to spend. Taxes in general, right? You just you don't want to spend that shit, but you got to, right? You know, rule government. But I'm saying like with with the way you said it though, like I understand what you mean because there's certain times where it's like you work at a job, you work at a 9 to 5, you have a career where you have to work with certain people that don't, you know, may not be pleasing to work with, but you have to, you know what I'm saying? And, and every yeah. time you exchange words or time, you like catch yourself like getting more drained. I, I know what that feels like, and I, I definitely think that's the perfect way to, like, word it. Energy tax. <laughs> should make a shirt that says that shit. Don't give me that energy tax right. or whatever. Tagline. TM me. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> um, so, sorry, we kind of just went in right there, but I did want to give an opportunity for people that are tuning in, either listening or watching, to learn a little bit about what you do and, like, how you, you know, how would you, how would you tell someone that you're just meeting, like, what you do and you know, what your role is in, in this yeah. life here in San Jose, you know? I'm still working on my elevator pitch for myself, but here's my, my go. My name is Haley Carterman, and I am the um, executive producer and founder of the annual festival San Jose Day that celebrates the culture of San Jose through various art forms. Um, so this year we had our fifth annual event that had live music, vendors, food, arts, classic cars, all the good stuff. Um, but outside of San Jose Day, I'm an event producer, uh, community advocate, San Jose native, um, and I currently work at an architecture firm as um, a workplace experience team member, um, which involves me working closely with staff and clients to produce events and um, also office management. So, so Yeah. You must work at Lids because you wear a lot of hats. No, I'm just fine. Um, yeah, no, I do. I do. But at the same time, I feel like all of the things that I do are all kind of the same. And I, when, it, when you boil it down, 
it's a connector of resources and an organiz an organizer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely see that there are pretty like in unison, like they all kind of, yeah. you know, um, what's that word? They complement each other. Like yeah. with your career path, it's already connecting people and kind of facilitating things. And then yep. as an event producer, you're organizing things. Right. And when you're with the community and you're taking leadership, you're already organizing as well. Yeah. So I definitely see that. And I think I kind of want to take it back because I'm trying to remember when was the first time we met? I know it was that through local color, I believe. Because I know, you know. The, I feel like the first time we met was San Jose Day 2019 when you were a vendor. Oh, was that? I think I remember now. That's when I met Frankie McFly, too. Yeah. That was the first time. I think that was the first time I met Frankie, too. I believe so. Because now I'm I, now that I'm remembering, I actually did a podcast at San Jose Yeah, I know you did. I did. You know, you wanted me to tell you what I remember about you. Oh, let's hear it. This is maybe kind of bad. Oh, shit. The first time I met you... I had some friction because you paid your vendor fee late oh, and then shit. you showed up late and I'm just like this guy Damn. but but then I realized like we're a cool dude doing stuff and um yeah I think that was the first time that we met there's probably a good reason for that <laughs> <laughs> just like to let you know but I thought it was really dope that you were doing something so different like you brought a couch I think I brought two I think I brought these chairs and you brought a tv oh I did I think so I didn't even get to turn it on actually I, I just remember that your setup was just like hella different. And I was like, I like that. Like it kind of like opened my mind to like what a vendor fair could be. It's not mm -hmm. just like shopping, you know, it yeah. could be like more experiential and like engaging. I did an interview with my old principal at my high school. Oh yeah, my God. It was just like. That's so San Jose day. Yeah, for real. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that was the first time I met you. And, and that's why um, I thought San Jose Day was so cool because I saw Breezy there early days. You know, you saw Frankie okay. McFly, myself. I think um, I don't remember the entertainment groups that were there. It was such a long time ago. Like, you know, the, a lot's happened. plus the pandemic and everything, you know what I'm saying? But I do remember San Jose Day being one of those events that I was like always looking forward to going to. And then you did it at Gordon Biersch, right? That at was the, at Gordon Biersch, yeah, yeah, 2019. That, that event, I remember. Um and then I think eventually I met you at Local Color, or I crossed paths with you at Local Color um, at the San Carlo, no, Second Street location where it used to be Ross. First Street, yeah. First Street. See, I'm over here geographically confused again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's what I remember. And then ever since that, we just kind of crossed paths. And yeah. then, you know, I would talk to you, you talk to me, we just kind of like connect and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it was more so like 20. 20 like during the pandemic where i was actually like having conversations with you and stuff when like you were that. here in the studio down here yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure because I, I i really like like being a part of well, running san jose day i've met a lot of people and like san jose day was kind of like an entry stepping stone for a lot of folks at that time mm -hmm. and like i've seen so many i mean even in my work with local color we worked with a lot of emerging artists so i've mm -hmm. seen like so many artists excel and like really develop their careers as creatives or artists mm -hmm. over the years. And I love that. Like Aureli, for example, she vended at the 2019 event. And at the time, like I didn't know who she was at all. I had never seen her work. And so to me, I th like viewed her as an emerging artist and then just like seeing her over the years, like mm -hmm. she's just like fucking blown up and she's killing it, you yeah. know? And I mean, that goes for like so many of the artists that are, in local color have worked mm. with local color you know just being in san jose i feel like 
San Jose is like this like awesome launching pad and yeah. we've seen so many of our friends just like blast off. Yeah. And it's like still happening. Like it's like slowly evolving. Yeah. Um, the city's changed a lot since like that time period. Yeah. Like what's your take on just seeing how everything is evolving? Like, mm. uh, you know, cause obviously there's things in between it with, with your contribution, but I'd love to get your input as far as like just the landscape of San Jose now, mm. as opposed to 2019. Yeah. 2019 was probably the best year of my life to date. Um, I feel like the energy of downtown was just on a completely different level. I feel like we were just like high vibrancy, so many events, so much curation and creativity and a lot of interconnectedness because local mm -hmm. color was right there on first street. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like local color being there, like brought a lot of vibrancy mm -hmm. in the energy of the people there with the murals that were going up, all of the events that were happening. And then the pandemic happened and then everything changed. Everything shifted. Right, we all know that. And, you know, downtown died. R.I.P. A lot of businesses went. Um, businesses caught on fire. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, so now kind of after post-pandemic, like, left downtown, like, desolate. And a lot of new businesses have popped up. And there's a lot of different people in downtown now. Just the vibe is different. And yeah. so sometimes, you know... I do catch myself being kind of like, oh, I miss like the old days, like, mm -hmm. but what it really comes down to is the people. Like yeah. I miss the people, the way the culture was before, but that's also me having resistance to some of the things that are happening now. Mm -hmm. And so realizing that I try to have like a more positive mindset mm -hmm. looking at things and going to things. And it's great. I feel like that same high vibrancy is there. And I feel like all of us are just like have been trying to like pick up that speed mm -hmm. since the pandemic and curating yeah. stuff and i love to see that there's like tons of new curators like mm. you're doing hella shit like when you started doing stuff during the pandemic with mm -hmm. the culture night market like mm. it's how it started versus like how it is now yeah. dude you've like fucking doubled down hella times and crazy. you know there's like zuri she's curating hella stuff yep. like uh the the um midtown market like mm -hmm. they're doing stuff like i just love to see that there are there's more people and there's plenty of room to do stuff here in san jose mm -hmm. so so i don't know i think that there's two sides to it yeah. two sides it's like mixed feelings yeah i mean it's a mixed bag like Naturally, i feel like there though. are some people that are trying to make san jose like a certain way that maybe we're not and you know like I said, there's space for everybody. The city's huge as fuck. Um, you know, the Bay Area is South Bay Area is the biggest city in all of the Bay. Um, one, last time I checked, it was like 1.8 million. I don't know how accurate that number is now, oh because God. I feel like some people might have left, some people might have came. Yeah, um, I think that's happening all the time. Yeah, but I definitely see San Jose projecting to be bigger and better. Um, I do see what you see though, because like I am born and raised here. You know, I did go. I did literally like live here my whole life so yeah. i did see like the evolution of things evolve gentrification did play its role a lot yeah. of people got displaced yes a lot of the culture of got erased um but i think at the end of the day what my takeaway on it is like a lot of the culture right never really owned a lot of things and that was a big reason why you see a lot of it being displaced mm -hmm. um and that's why when we totally understand what you're saying like that's why when i approached it with culture night market i was like we need to start owning shit so that way we can really determine for sure what it looks like but i get it though it's not easy but to do the tough thing about that is like the culture is the people yes. and 
the people don't have money. Exactly. And it takes money mm -hmm. to make things happen. So who are the people with money? Where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. Not from here. No, for sure not. And they have their own agenda of what they want to see in San Jose. But mm -hmm. what San Jose means to them versus what San Jose means to us is totally different. I couldn't agree with you more. I definitely see it with like the tech businesses and everything like Google bringing its campus and right. everything. Oh, no, but are they doing that? No. It's, yeah. Everything is indefinitely paused, which means yeah. it's not fucking happening. Yeah. And all that displacement that mm -hmm. happened, all of that fucking sadness, anger, displacement, fucking whoa, look yeah. at Google's coming. Yep. Like all of it just kind of feels like for nothing. And that's very disappointing. And I haven't seen any accountability yeah. yet. And. I don't know. I'd yeah. like to see somebody hold them accountable for what they've done and continue to pour into our community because we deserve it. Like, yeah. They bought so much property and they did all of this like, we're going to work with community. And it was in the beginning and it was yeah. cute. It was cute yeah. for a little second. And then now it's just like quiet. Yeah. Well, just to play the devil's advocate here. Like, yes, please. Um, I think the, the, the state of the economy obviously plays a big role with that not defending these people because i don't i'm not a fan of you know i i work with you know organizations to find a mutual ground on how we can serve the community and sometimes mm -hmm. most of the times it's worked in our favor but that's because we like had to stand strong on like hey this is, needs to happen like we need to make sure these people get taken care of these people get helped out but i see your point though like before all this there was a lot of sacrifice to even get to this point and there's a lot of people that were displaced or um, people that just had to move. Like we're talking about gentrification in this, in this instance. But I do think like, like I said, I think things are going to change in the city, evolve. I don't know. I can't promise or ish, uh, like know for sure that they're actually going to hold their word. And we're, we're talking about Google at this point now. Yeah, but yeah. I, like I'm hoping they do because they're supposed to be equitable opportunity. But that's just a term now right. in my eyes because right. I feel no, like a lot of people one, use that yes. a lot of the times. One hundred percent. It's it's like it's like the token. It literally is. Yeah. But well, you know, to say like the state of the economy, like I don't know a whole lot. I don't follow politics very much, but I feel like what does that mean? I feel like it's just something that gets talked about when yeah. like the economy, like consumer economy, we're yeah. all still fucking buying stuff with inflation. I feel like the whole consumer economy is like holding it all down you know yeah so i don't i don't know we definitely are the consumer economy like yeah. when we're talking about how you said earlier the culture the people yeah we are already like we are already like working full-time jobs to pay rent and to pay right bills and then whatever left over we're what we what we encourage to do the commercials say oh go to mcdonald's or go go to go out to great america or go do this and go do that and then when you go out in public hey there's advertisements here there's advertisements it's capitalism. there it's, it's literally like yeah. how our country stays afloat and i just think the only avenue and this goes back to the whole like ownership thing like avenue i see that makes that's like um counteractive to this uh oppression of capitalism right is if we become the gatekeeper meaning like we become that business owner that owns that land that owns this property but you know to your point it takes money to make money but i think a lot of the times what our communities um lack is financial literacy and we're always like yep. buying shit for consumerism as opposed to investing into our our wealth for the long term i and feel like what you're describing right now 
is the American dream in my eyes. Yeah. You know, I feel like the American dream has evolved, yeah. for, especially to like our generation, yeah. you know, with, I've talked with a lot of people, not necessarily about the American dream, but just about the things that they want for the future. And it's always like property, community, independent, self-run business. Mm -hmm. And why? Yeah. It's because we all want to be as far away from the man as possible. Yeah. And it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's sad. It's sad that like my like life goal and dream mm -hmm. is to be far away from the man. Yeah. Like I don't want to live a life like that. Yeah. I don't know if, if like my version of like what I want is realistic or not. I don't think it is because of power, politics, money, but I just feel like we need to get back to the basics. Like yeah. Matt Mahan says, back to the basics. But my version of back to basics is the human experience. Yeah. I feel like more people need to get connected with themselves as humans, get yeah. connected with their body, with movement, with mm. nature to heal themselves. Yeah. And I mean, as much as you do that, you still can't escape the capitalism because it's like, yeah. that's the power that's holding all of us down. Yeah. But I would like to think that if those decision makers in power took better care of themselves mm. maybe they would have some kind of like spiritual awakening and we could all just be humans yeah no, <laughs> I, think, I feel like we're like fucking robots dude no i don't disagree with that i do think that we're like programmed to just work 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 yep. grind get this money reinvest or you know make it to the next week to do it again um and i do agree with what you said people should be taking better care of themselves because I catch myself doing that where I'm like, you know, I just need to take time away. I need to eat better. I need to go work out to get that natural um, dopamine mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. And I think that's like a, a everyone has that, like that journey they need to have within themselves. Yeah. Um, but I do see like money is usually a big element to why they can't do that. Yeah. Right. Because like we, we can't even it's take everything. time to go do it because we got to go make it. I but mean, I, even to do those things, to go to the gym, you got to pay for it. To go to the beach, you got to pay for gas to get there. You got to have a yeah. car, like all the things. It's mm. all, everything is all tied back to money. Yeah. Well, I think, and I'm optimistic that I think even people in the community that are underrepresented or lack resources, that there is ways to still get there. Yeah. Um, I believe in that. I work my ass off to try to be an example of that. Um, but I do recognize the real obstacles that are in front of us. Yeah. Um, but I do think this is a really healthy conversation to have, though, because I think there's like there's there's real dialogue as far as like what is really going on. Right. Yeah. Like we're all just like playing this this like um, well, I don't even know what to call it. Like just this. It's a cycle. It's yeah, an, cycle. It's an everyday cycle. You wake up, you go to work, you go home, have hardly any time to hardly even cook yourself dinner, to exercise, to take care of yourself, to unplug and unwind from your day. Mm. You wake up and go do it all again. And everybody's like, can't wait till Friday. Can't wait till Friday so yeah. I can have some fucking good time on the weekend. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know, dude. That, that cycle, it's tough. And I... It's hard to escape it. And I feel like if you do have your own business, yeah. you have a little bit more, you do have the autonomy to kind of create that schedule and like work within your passions. And I think that's why a lot of people want to start their own things because yeah. they want to express their creativity while making money at the same time. Yeah. But even that, like I went to uh, SJ Maid's fair that they had at um, History, History Park. Park. Oh yeah, nice. So dope. Like it was fucking dope. Hella vendors. Mm. But then it got me thinking, like, I don't know why capitalism is just like, 
on the forefront of my mind so much yeah. recently, but I'm like, all of these people are so creative, but they're doing it to make money. Oh, and yeah. so it's like, when you have conversations with creatives, it's all in the sense of like, what can we create and what can we sell and make money? All of us are constantly thinking about how can we make money? Do we ever do things just for the sake of doing things to feel good? I definitely, no, I definitely like this though, because <laughs> this is refreshing for me. Cause I honestly, I'll be real with you. Like I do pay attention to like the landscape of our, our city, yeah. um, our nation and like our economy, what's happening, what's Scary. like, and it's crazy. Like sometimes it's like an ongoing, like, damn, there's some shit's going to happen like anytime soon. And even I fucking more now. feel that dude. And even more now, I'm dude, scared. let me tell you some shit yesterday or two days ago on the South side, there was an explosion yep. at the storage. Seen that dude. Tell me why my first five seconds I'm on the balcony, my apartments, I could see the storage oh, from where really? I'm at. My first five second reaction. I thought there was a, I thought those were bombs. Yeah. Like I thought that was legitimately like war. Yeah. And and the fact that that my that was my first assumption, I was like, bro. Yeah. That shit traumatized me, Loki. I was like, yeah. That shit was fucking wild. And then I realized it was flowers, and I started chilling out. But my first five seconds, I was like, dude, what the fuck am I gonna? It do makes right sense now? that you would be scared because it's happening so often. Yep. Literally all across the nation, like even stuff like that happened in San Jose with the VTA and oh, the yeah. Gilroy shooting. Like I'm sure there's in Eastridge Mall shooting like. Stuff like that's happening all the time. And yeah. I feel like since the pandemic, I've been like way, way more on guard for those yeah. things where like I recently got invited to go to San Francisco to go dancing, clubbing. Mm. And I was just like, I'm not down. Like, I'm not down. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get my car broken into and shit. Oh, get your car broken into <laughs> fucking all the fucking weirdos that are out there on the street. Mm. Like, but also just like. You know, if I'm going to go to San Francisco and go dancing, like I'm going to go to like a gay club. You yeah. know, I feel safe there. I feel mm. like those are my people. And, the, you know, those types of spaces have a tendency to get a lot of hate. Yeah. You know, it happens in Sacramento all the time. Mm -hmm. Happens across the nation all the time. And so it just kind of makes me a little bit more hesitant and to not want to go places or even like the shopping mall. Like yeah. I don't feel super comfortable where I just like, I'm in and out. Like yeah. too many people. I don't want to be around everybody's air. I'm scared <laughs> that somebody might have a weapon. Yeah. Like I'm good. That's a, fair, that's a fair statement. I, I don't even like to be going out downtown. Like personally, like as a guy, cause like, I feel like there's just a lot of people that don't know how to handle their liquor. And like, they just be, they just be a little extra. And, like, they literally can go zero to 100 to, like, a fight. And not just any fight. Like, someone will break some shit or, or break someone's car. Like, I've seen so many. Like, every time I went, and I don't go out often. Like, I literally went out first time in, like, months uh, for Lisa's birthday this past weekend. But even before that, I haven't done nothing. And then even that last time I went, I caught a fight on video. Like, these fools are fighting in the middle of the street, doing all this extra shit. And I'm like, and then I hear other people's stories about how people are escalating situations. I'm just like. Like, what, why yeah. is the energy so tense? Yeah, I feel like, like the state of the world across, like, the whole entire world, or, you know, even just, like, we just want to talk about the United States. Like, I feel like the pandemic, you know, everybody was, like, really pent up from there. But now I feel like there's just been all of these, like, different events of, like, oppression and people not feeling safe, feeling pent up, feeling frustrated. And then it's just, like, it's going to come out. It's going to yeah. come out if they want to fight at a bar because they're intoxicated or it's going to come out in their attitude at work because they're upset with the conditions that they're working in. Like it translates 
with everything just like how i mentioned like the energy tax like the way you are on the inside if you're angry if you're depressed if you're happy anything that you do that emotion that feeling is going to be attached to your action mm-hmm. because it's inside of you 100% no i think a lot of people do that naturally right like yeah without even knowing that you're doing it yeah so sorry we was going in i want to uh definitely talk about san jose day because yeah. i got to see a very historical event happen in san jose we said eight thousand plus in attendance i think all the council members were there the police was there they had the mayor there you had all the social influences in the city there you had i mean shit everyone to be honest i saw teachers i knew it's all like friends i haven't seen in a long time it's so funny like the teacher thing like like so many people have come to me and they were like i saw my elementary school teacher (laughs) and like like so many people have told me that they've seen like their teachers or friends from school that they haven't seen in like 10 plus years and i love that because like i feel like that's a very like quintessential like san jose day it's san jose like you always are running into people everywhere you go but then like we're all there in one spot and like I think about San Jose Day like a network, a crazy network. Mm, So imagine like 8,000 people. Each individual knows another person. Yeah. And think about that one person's network. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like imagine like this web over them. Mm. And then imagine all those people in one space. Like Mm. there's so many cross connections. Yeah. And it's so dope to me. Like I met someone's first grade teacher and they were like hey how do you know this person i'm like oh she was my mentor and he was like well i was her first grade teacher (laughs) i'm like what the fuck and (laughs) and oh here's even the better part is that he was my co-worker's brother and so i'm just like Mm. literally all four of us are from different areas but somehow we all are connected even though you didn't know it you Mm -hmm. know that's san jose day hey no that's beautiful i mean i remember (laughs) I remember the pandemic happened. You had to cancel the one that was supposed to happen here. Yeah. Um, and then you had like a time period where you were deciding if you were even going to do it or not. Yeah. And I remember when you came into the office that day and I'm like, bro, you need to do that I shit. Know. I was like, you need to do that shit. Because I, I knew that, that 4.15 day and Oakland was doing their 5.10 day. I was like, dude, San Jose is like perfect. You know what I mean? Like you were already doing it, but I feel like it became a little more like popular to do the the... You know, I'm talking about yeah. the area code thing. Yeah, the area code thing. Um, but I was like, you've been ahead of the curve already. So I was like, it only made sense to, to bring it back. And I'm glad you did. Well, you it, it was inspired by Equipto and his 415 days. So I know that they hey. had been doing it for a while. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, that that social pressure was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> as much as it was like stressful as it was for like so many people to be like yeah. contacting me and asking me like in person on the spot, like, yeah. yo, when are you going to do the next San Jose day? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> And then a big shout out to you to working with a bunch of uh, curators and other organizers. I think that was really dope to like include so many people, including myself. Thank you so much for allowing us to see the inside and and also kind of like making sure that it represents San Jose to its best potential. I think it definitely did that. Um, That was like one of the things I think made this year so successful was like having help because up until then I never had help. mm. I was doing everything by myself and it's tough. Like it's, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of social pressure. Yes. And I think that that is probably the most challenging part for me is, Mm -hmm. is wanting to make sure that I come correct for everyone, which is a really hard task because there's so many people, so many 
types of communities to represent and yes. it's tough to get it all you know yeah. it's tough to you because you got to know you got to know like yeah if we want to you know do a, a car show yeah who do we hit up yeah who's you the know? right person who's the right person that yeah. knows all the people in the clubs and then i learned about the lowrider council i'm yeah. like perfect like yeah. you know so i think the success of of the event also comes down to the network mm -hmm. so working with a bunch of different people that have different backgrounds like helps bring in that network and it also like g gave me a sense of security where i felt safe yeah you know i'm like if these people around me think that the programming we're doing is is cool it's relevant like they fuck with it i fuck with it then i feel confident yep. but when i was doing things by myself i was second guessing myself all the time yeah didn't feel like i had like a sounding board or maybe it was like more of like a one-sided sounding board and so mm. just like having all those people on board like really made all the difference mm -hmm. and then when we all met for pizza after oh, yeah. to talk about you know lessons learned and everybody was like so excited about yeah. the next year and yep. that like i was just like quietly thinking to myself i'm not sure uh -huh, no nah, you can't say that but then everybody being so excited like after that i was just like no nah, like no, we have to i have to like it's, it's the fact that you bigger. guys like yeah. want to be a part of it and want to help and are stoked and excited and see the potential like makes me feel safe and secure and down to to keep it going yeah, I think you got a lot of support behind your back. So I definitely think it'd be worth to entertain a second one. I mean, not even a second one. Sixth? Seventh? Six. Shit. I don't even know. Like, it's definitely another Six. one, though. <laughs> Six. Six. Sixth. Um, and I definitely think you need a bigger venue. Um, I think we established that afterwards, right? They had vendors popping up on the outside because they had no, they had I no space. I know. I love that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good problem. It's not even a problem, to be honest, but. I, I, you well, know you know, it's a little bit of a problem, so yeah. don't be that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't be that guy. Um, yeah. So, what, what's up with the next one? Are we look? Are we expecting it uh, next year? Then we definitely are expecting a 2024 San Jose Day. I'm not sure the location, but mm. I'm I'm really leaning towards doing the Mexican Heritage Plaza again, mm -hmm. and I think that. I think that like so much more could happen in that space because yeah. that space is so multifaceted. Like yeah. they have literally so much space, like yeah. two parking lots, you know, yeah. and we could have fit more vendors. So mm -hmm. after like outfitting that space, I realized like when I was chalking out the space with the vendors and stuff, I was like, we could have easily fit minimum 10 more, but I think mm. we could, could have successfully put 10 to 20 more vendors and having different activations like yeah. i really like that local color came through and was doing the button activity yeah, and like fun. you know that was like really great for kids and i would yeah. like to be able to have like more programming for kids because i really want this to be like yeah. an everybody thing and a lot of people brought their dogs yeah. and that was dope like yeah i just like want to do more next year and then on the event production side are you are we going to expect any more production from you besides san jose day yeah oh you know how to get that inside <laughs> scoop yeah i mean i'm i would really like to get back into curation small small events yeah. like i'm been wanting to do here's the the drop i haven't all like right, really talked do. to no, anybody this, about this and this it's is not what even podcast no about. don't flame me up because right, it's not right. even that big of a deal right, like right. i just want to do a swap meet and like a rogue you just want to do a swap meet yeah <laughs> like a rogue like meet at a park like you don't have to pay just yeah. bring whatever bring yeah. clothes in your closet bring furniture you're trying to get rid of yeah 
fucking i want to bring my juicer and make mm. fresh juice like yeah. literally like whatever it is mm. like i was going through my closet and i had like all this great stuff and yeah. i always go to savers thrift store and i always make a donation get my coupon yeah. and then replenish my closet yeah right but then i'm like damn like i know that yeah I, there's some homegirls out there that for would sure. love these clothes for sure and i was like well how cool would it be if like we just all met up at a park and did like a little swap meet yeah. so the idea is it's for anyone everybody gets a little space they can yeah. literally bring whatever they want if you're yeah. an artist sell your art but yeah. i want it to be like kind of like like more like a yard sale yeah. vibe yeah, yeah you know yeah. nothing serious yeah. and just like low planning low commitment that's what i'm thinking yeah no that's fine i mean i do that with my clothes like after a year and i have my old clothes i go to the capital flea market i'm like hey let me get a couple whatever i can get even if it's like a 200 bucks I'll, I'll use that for my next outfit or something yeah but no i hear you i think that's definitely a need and i know people are sitting on gold you know what i'm saying for sure like trash one person's trash another person's gold right so that's one thing that i want to do this summer mm -hmm. and um another thing that i want to do with san jose day platform because we're starting to gain a lot of followers and also mm -hmm. like feel like there's a strong need for there to be a place where people can know like what the fuck is going on in san jose yeah. like there's so many events happening in san jose yeah. every weekend and all the time and it's really hard to catch up because then you're yeah. like what I do when I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for the weekend, I go on Instagram and I think about all like the galleries and yeah. organizations that yeah. do events and I go to all their pages mm -hmm. and I'm like, what's happening this weekend? And then I put them inside my calendar. Even yeah. if I might not go, I still put it in my calendar so yeah. I could know what's happening. And yeah. it's like, I'm already doing it. I yeah. might as well put that yeah. resource out there. So I want to start like a newsletter where it's just like event based, maybe a little bit of like reviewing yeah. because i kind of like to do that yeah, stuff yeah. like if i go to like a restaurant you know like mm. share that like so i just need to do it i've been like <laughs> i feel like i choke a little bit to be honest like i have these ideas and then i get scared of yeah. like judgment or whatever so i want to do that but i also want to make connections with all those organizers yeah. because i feel like there's a lot of like non-connection yeah. between all yeah. of us organizing so it would be nice if if like we could just connect more to get on yeah. the same page and have like a little bit more of like a synergy that if like yeah. events are happening like how can we like work together to pull it together like yeah. first fridays for example all the galleries are open i think that they communicate i don't know but yeah. i feel like the more that we can communicate the better curation and experience yeah. it would be for the user yeah you know for sure for everyone to yeah be honest, it's a everyone wins type of situation for sure i definitely think that um there could be an improvement as far as like connecting with everyone and like putting aside all of the things that we might disagree with and just like yep what's the best outcome for everyone yeah you know what i mean especially for like if you're doing an event with like small businesses that are residing where the event is at for sure involve everyone you know who does this really well in campbell uh boogie in a bio i think that's what it's called they did an event and it was like cracking, but all the businesses were open. They had all their like little activations going on. Yeah. I was like, why ain't this happening like in San Jose? I mean, it, yeah. it, it does, don't get me wrong, but I feel like it could definitely be better. I would love for like more organizers to get together to like share resources and information. Like if you're 
doing an event and you're like hey like when i hit you up yeah. and i was planning that event with the japanese american museum yeah. um i was looking for like a specific type of food truck yeah. and it would be great if we had like an inner network where we could just like quick be like yo i need yeah. this like mm-hmm. who's got the contact for you sure. know but i know that some people are a little bit like territorial yeah territorial over their contacts and their resources and that's kind of like scarcity mindset which i don't agree with that yeah. like i feel like we're all in a community. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of resources to go around. Yeah. And I feel like if we support each other more and like, just like you're saying, like that ownership mm-hmm. of the community and the culture, like yeah. if we're pushing that shit strong, like we're going to be noticed, yeah, you know? And sure. like, then that recognition is like, oh, there's a need, mm-hmm. you know? And if like we make ourselves be known, hopefully the people with the resources and the money will recognize that and like be more willing to give. I don't know. I think that connection is always good. No, I think you're you're on definitely on the right path as far as what it should be because I definitely think there's opportunity to grow, leveraging like one another's resources to like. At the end of the day, we all have a common goal. It's like either we're serving the community or we're trying to help everyone make money in some type of way. Yeah. Um. Like I think it's all similar. Like it's not wrong for us to like help each other out. Yeah. And I and I and I have had plenty of experiences where like people like barely met offer me help you know what i mean and like i barely know someone i offer them help yep so i try my i try my best to, to be an example of that yeah but I it doesn't like always work out that way just no, for transparency no of course it doesn't yeah yeah i mean you've got your people that hoard the resources and we don't need to talk about that yeah. <laughs> no that part um <laughs> another thing i wanted to talk to you about is um i mean we talked about the landscape of san jose we talked about the event production and also san jose day um i guess like what are your favorite things in like san jose right now that you see that you want to show some love to for the people that made it this far into the interview they're like oh she says my name or something like that like (laughs) okay well one place that i've been visiting frequently is the continental bar oh okay yeah like continental the vibe there is so vibalicious it's the disco ball is everything the purple lights amazing the bartenders really know what they're doing and I love house music. Yeah. You know, I love to dance. And house music is, like, my favorite music to dance to because, like, mm. I feel like anyone can dance to that music. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm just put this out there. If you're scared to dance, just dance. You don't have to look yeah. good. Just do it. Like, yeah. it feels good. I know when I dance, I probably look ridiculous. Yeah. Here's the secret sauce. You wear sunglasses so nobody sees your eyes and then yeah. you feel safe. Yeah, they're just going to think you're high or something. <laughs> no, I'm just like. <laughs> okay, what else? My favorite coffee shop right now is Chromatic Coffee. I really like their like aesthetic and stuff. And I also have been buying beans from there. And they have like a huge variety of beans. And they roast like there in-house. Mm-hmm. So really dope. I've been going there but because Circle Lake closed. Yeah. So well, are they relocated, right? They relocated, but their cafe is not open. Oh, but, yeah. So sure. I, I've been a diehard Circle A coffee fan mm-hmm. since they opened. Yeah. And they serve Wrecking Ball coffee, which mm. is the best fucking coffee <laughs> I've ever had. Like, yeah. it really, like, nothing beats it. Um, so I'm really sad that their cafe is not open. Yeah. I really hope that they hurry and open it back up yeah <laughs> and i'm stoked to see them inside the metro i think it's like that's like very interesting it is it is very interesting but their shop looks dope inside yeah and i'm excited for that to be a cafe because mm. i think that it'll be a really nice place to hang out yeah um what else yeah it's pretty cool though they have like right here on sofa too yep they make it sofa pop again yeah 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 what else 
any any uh any people you see doing it that you're like a fan fan of that you're like oh I like their movement or like their music or I like their business or service what they're doing mm. well I think I guess like on an organizational side Mexican Heritage Plaza like mm. all their programming that they've been doing yeah. like yeah, good people I'm just I'm in team. love with them like yeah. I love their their staff their team like they're all like great people and like the annual events that they do like they have the mariachi fest coming up and um yeah, they're also working on a really awesome project called La Avenida, and mm. they've acquired the property across the street from La Plaza, and oh, they're going to yeah. be the like murals, that right? Um, it's the apartment. I mean, okay, so that's Quetzal. Okay. So directly across the street from La Plaza, where the Chalateco used to be, where you know, like where the laundromat is, and then next door there's oh, yeah. like all of those businesses that are empty. Yes. There's like there's a like a restaurant there, but all the rest of them are empty. They acquired that property, and they're going to be transforming it into like a small theater. Oh, they're wow. going to be opening a cafe, and then eventually they're going to be redeveloping the plaza and adding stuff there. And I'm just like so thrilled. That's awesome to see. A community organization acquire space and yeah. transform it with community first and so mm -hmm. i'm super stoked and just like inspired and motivated by them and like they fucking did that shit like yeah. they pushed and pushed and advocated for themselves and made themselves be known like regardless of what the city or anybody else like has to say about that district like they're they're fucking doing it and i support that and so seeing that effort really inspires me to like want that collectiveness between like mm -hmm. curators organizers because yeah. it's like it really shows like when a group of people feel passionately believe in something and they work towards a common goal like how could it not happen yeah if you put all those resources and positive energy in the direction of a common goal so I guess that that's kind of like the inspiration behind wanting to gather. Mm -hmm. I don't know what our common goal would be, but I feel like there's lots of needs out there. And so yeah. maybe like gathering, we could find something to work towards, even if it was just like positive synergy between each other in our community. Because if we as organize, organizers come together with positivity, then that would show in our work. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out MHP. I'm sorry, that is not, it's not even MHP anymore. It's um, Music of Arts and Culture. No. So School of Arts and Culture is the nonprofit that operates within the Mexican Heritage Plaza. So mm. MHP is the place and then the operating organization is School of Arts and Culture. School of Arts and Culture. Yeah. My bad. Corrected. So yeah, shout out to them. I do see I, I do recognize that we actually met with Jonathan Borka not that long ago. Yeah. That was my first time really like chopping it up with him and get to know him. Jonathan's I've, smart. I've guy. heard of him and he worked with Patron and some people, some mutual friends. So it was my first time really connecting with him. I actually asked him to be on the podcast too. So yeah, hopefully, we get that hopefully he says yes, because Jonathan's very interesting. Like he's, yeah. he's worked with a lot of different organizations and he's on the board of local color. And like, yeah. he's also a, a musician. Yeah. No, so, he told me, he told me all that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, once he told me, I was like, oh yeah, we for sure got to get your episode, bro. Yeah. So yeah, he's cool. He's cool people. And so is uh, everyone else. on. I've met a few of them. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What well, else do you want to know? I mean, I'm there's to definitely think about like what's my favorite restaurant right now? I don't know. 
Well, we'll we'll definitely put it on the on the <laughs> caption. You know, what I'm saying for when we drop this on Instagram and YouTube and all that. I do want to be respectful of time. You know, I have more questions I'd love to ask you, but we'll probably have to gonna have to save it for a separate episode. Um, it's four oh eight right now. It's four oh eight, literally. So uh, I do appreciate you your time to coming down to the to the Emlyn Lab Studio, finally doing a podcast with your boy. Um, giving us that feminine energy to yes. the to the podcast. You More know what I'm saying? fem energy. Let me make a little statement about that. All right, go I for appreciate it. you having me on here. Would love to see like more females on your show, like sharing their perspectives in the creative scene or whatever it is they're doing. But mm. also like in the creative scene, there's a lot of photographers out there that I notice when they shoot at events that they only shoot men, mm. which makes sense because I feel like if you're a guy, you probably yeah. feel more comfortable taking a photo when you say shoot man what do you mean like like they're photographer only, they're only shooting pictures of guys yeah oh. like i've just been like i follow a lot of photographers on instagram and i'm always just like man 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 <laughs> man oh my god oh my god like come on where are all the females yeah, like yeah. were there any women at that event like yeah. please like have some be a little bit more mindful about that um it's kind of backwards i usually feel like it's more it should be more women in my opinion but I don't know. I feel like it should just be a balance, you know, because yeah. when when I see like um, a photo re recap, 10 yeah. photos of an event and all I see is like photos of dudes. I'm just like, was that what the event was? Because yeah. like that doesn't make me want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So but if I see mm. like an even balance of photos of men, women, kids, dogs, like all that stuff, it makes you like, you know, they're like representing what the event is. Yeah. You know? yeah so i don't know something just no, to be mindful it's, of it's a it's a good fact to bring up so make sure we doing <laughs> a little bit of balance out there for all my curators and event organizers you know what i'm saying little tips right there um but yeah thank you so much Haley, for joining the podcast thank you today for having me i hope you enjoyed our session today and uh we're looking forward to san jose day and yes. some of the other projects you're gonna do april 2024 2024 hopefully some swap meets this summer so oh no it's gonna happen yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna sell my, my old shoes there and shit <laughs> thank you so much for yeah. having me no of course uh any last messages to any of the uh, people that made it this far into the podcast you know my mantra lately is today is a new day mm, yeah i like that yeah one. every day you know just like ride with what you wake up with like if you wake up happy embrace it if you're feeling sad and depressed that's okay yeah. but know that maybe tomorrow that you might feel different and just to embrace that like Ride the ways of chaos with calmness. Mm, calm before the storm. I like that. Sorry, I just had, I had to add that. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. We're going to go ahead and conclude this. It ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ. My guest, Haley. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we out. Peace.